change now. I had the chance this week to go golfing, which I enjoy. And we were on the last hole, and so you want to just, you know, rip it and be, make it the best, right? So, uh, so you, and you know what happens if you golf and try really hard. So my ball went up and into the woods, um, but I, I was like, I think I could find it over there. So I go, and sure enough, I find my ball, and I'm like, I think, you know, maybe I can, you know, and so my second shot, I hit it, and miraculously, it cuts between, like, five trees, <laughs> using that Moses power, and uh, it <laughs> cut right through, and uh, actually, because I actually hit it well, it went through the green to the other side, so now I'm on the other side of the green, and most people would probably chip it at that point, but I'm a super putter, I guess, so I use my putter from the rough, and I putt it, and it goes 12 feet past the hole. <laughs> but I made the putt, <laughs> which is a par. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. Today in our gospel, Jesus illustrates this important lesson that I think you and I know in so many contexts but Jesus is saying it also is valid for the ultimate context. That there's these two sons of a father, and the father asks them to go into the vineyard and work. And the first says, no. But then later changes his mind and comes. And the other one says, sure, sure, dad, whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. But never goes. And he asks the people around him, he says, who does the father's will? He says, the one who gets there eventually. That's a lot like yours and my life. Maybe we don't always start the best, but God's heart of mercy is always open to us. And Jesus goes on to give this stark image, and we, we know this from here in the Gospels a lot, that tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. Well, that's, that's like harsh to their ears, but what he's saying is he's trying to pick, like, what's the person that they look down upon the most? The person that they despise? The person that seems the farthest from God? He says, but at least they're listening and turning back. And, and it's an invitation for us. And, and act, that actually gives me hope that if, if they can turn back and God is welcoming to them, well, then maybe, maybe I'm okay. That maybe, maybe that door of mercy is open to me also. And so what's great is today is what matters, and you and I, each of you, are here now. That maybe this hasn't been, maybe this wasn't a good weekend, maybe this wasn't a good week, maybe, that, maybe it hasn't been a good semester, maybe it wasn't a good summer. None of that matters right now. That God is saying, what about now? Come to me now. Change now and follow me. Maybe, maybe prayer hasn't been great. Like we all think like, oh, I want to I pray more. I want to I pray every day. And it's been not a great week. Today's a new day. It's a new opportunity to say, Lord, I'm doing the best that I can. Help me. Lord, remind me of your love and mercy. Because, because sometimes... Sometimes we're not always good at being merciful towards ourselves. 
that I know for myself at times, you know, if I'm in, a, say I have a conversation or a dinner with somebody and, and afterwards I'm thinking about the one dumb thing I said instead of the great conversation that happened the whole time, that there's, yeah, even people, if you've ever heard the term scrupulosity, scrupulous people are, are really good at pointing out what they're doing wrong. But that's not how God thinks. God looks at us and sees us as good and says, well, well, come to me now. And so maybe we're one of those people that are really good at noticing what we're doing wrong. And the invitation is to say, okay, that's where I was. That was the best I had in that moment then. But this is a new moment to turn back. There's a couple of stories I shared in my homily last week at a different mass that I, I think are, they're, they're, they've been resonating on my heart. And so I think it's worth sharing. Two weeks ago, Father, Father Dan was heading to the hospital and he said, hey, seminarian, seminarian Joseph, who's in town, come with me because I'm going to baptize somebody. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, has that been in the works for a while? And he said, yeah, a couple hours. And so, <laughs> so he goes to the hospital and he baptizes, confirms, and gives first communion to this man who's dying. That's, that's when you do that, right? That's typically how that... In the case of emergency, you can baptize anybody. And that man went on to receive his second and third communion before he died and went to the eternal banquet waiting for him in heaven. It, it, it doesn't matter what that man did a week ago or 20 years ago. That, that His whole life might have been a series of bad choices. But God doesn't care about that. God, God leaves the door open so that when we want to come, we can come in. And, and he's going to wash us off, he's going to purify us, he's going to heal us in whatever ways we need. But that's, that's God's mercy. I mean, it almost sounds too good to be true, and God's even better than that. There's a story that's been inspiring me. I heard there's a French guy named Jacques Fesch, and... He lived in the 20th century, and at the age of 17, he, he turned away from religion because his parents got divorced, and that was very hurtful, and how could a good God allow this? And so he turned away from God. He wanted nothing to do with God. He was kicked out of school because he didn't do his work. At the age of 21, he married his pregnant girlfriend in a civil ceremony. He was working for his father. His father, like a lot of parents, trying to do whatever they can to help their kids, and he, he quit the job and, and walked away. He ended up leaving his wife and daughter and fathering another child with another woman. He, he wanted, he'd hated his life so much that he wanted to just escape. And so he wanted to buy a boat and like sail around the world, just get out of here kind of thing. Well, his father wouldn't give him the money he needed. And so he got frustrated and went to rob um, this money changer, and things got crazy. His glasses fell off. He started shooting, and he ended, he ended up killing a responding police officer. They arrested him, put him in jail, and he actually didn't even care. He's like, who cares? His lawyer was trying to help him out, but his lawyer was Catholic, and he just sat there and mocked his lawyer's faith. But in jail, after a year, he experienced a major conversion that, that he, he bitterly regretted his crime in killing the police officer. 
He felt sorry for all the bad choices he had made in his life. And he, and he, he turned back to God and became very pious. He was devoted to the sacraments whenever he could get them in jail. He would write letters to his brother and stepmother. And he, he accepted his just punishment for what he had done. And his last journal entry from five hours before he was executed was, in five hours, I will see Jesus. He knew his brokenness. But he knew how much stronger was the Lord's mercy and love. And in 1993, the cause for his canonization was opened, and we call him now Servant of God Jacques Fesch. This truth of our faith is to be so deeply rooted in us that when I look at the mirror on Saturday night at 11 p.m. and I don't like what I see, that I know that I can turn to God's mercy in that moment and say, God, I'm sorry for how I've been. I need your help. Help me to know your love and mercy. That in our lowest moments, that we know that truth so deep within us, that God says, come now. Change, Change now. Follow me now. Turn to me now. Just tell me all about it. That, that every moment is a new moment to follow Jesus. That, that's the power of being human. We can change. We can change. That I may have chosen one thing yesterday, but this, this is a new day to change and to follow him now.